1: craving a community of like-minded women? Do you feel like an outsider in your family or your community? Well, I may have the place for you. We have a Free Birth Society private online community that's full of radical and wild women just like you. If you resonate with the topics that we explore on this podcast and want to belong in a circle of women who support each other in the self-exploration of free birth and wild mothering, come join us. You can apply online at our website, freebirthsociety.com. It's where myself and my team are hanging out these days and we would love to get to know you. We are closing out season two with the final episode of Following Kim and Her Free Birth Journey, bringing us to today's episode her free birth, and fourth trimester. Be sure to go back and listen to the previous three episodes that follow her wild pregnancy and preparation for her upcoming free birth, which includes her challenges with hyperemesis and the many lessons conscious conception, pregnancy outside the system, and impending labor taught her. All right, we are back. It is the fourth trimester wrap up with Kim, uh, which obviously is going to include her birth story. And for any of you who are new to this uh, series that we've been doing, go back and listen to the other three that we have. Uh, we did a, a little fun tracking of Kim's journey with her wild pregnancy through each trimester. And uh, funny enough, when her third trimester episode came out, Um, She had already given birth by (laughs) a couple days. So (laughs) here we are wrapping up her fourth trimester. This is going to be released right around her 12-week postpartum mark. I think she's around 10 weeks postpartum now. And so, yeah, where do you want to go? Do you want to kind of check in with where you are now, or do you want to just start at the beginning with the story?
0: Um, I think let's just start at the beginning. Okay. Um, that feels right to me. Yeah. yeah. I was just
1: going to remind everybody we left off. You were maybe a week away from birth. I feel yeah. like when we were yeah.
0: your third trimester. Yeah. I think it was about 38 weeks when we recorded it and I gave birth the 39 ish. Oh my gosh. So. Thank God we got that in. (laughs) I know because I remember. Remember, you said we could do another one the week after I was still pregnant, or at 40 weeks, and I wasn't. So So I'm glad we did it.
1: Okay, so Kim, did you free birth? (laughs) I did. (laughs) Awesome. I did. (laughs) Yeah. Well, take us to wherever you want at the beginning of of your story.
0: All right. So, um. I kind of think of, I guess the birth itself and, and like acts and in my head, it's like about five different acts of, mm. um, just like each one is sort of a different feeling to me in my, in my memory when I think about it. So the first part, we'll start with act one, um, is really just a couple days before, I guess you could say, well, I, it's interesting. Like when exactly does labor begin? Right. I think it's very different for everybody. Um, so for me, let's go start at Thursday night. Um, I started getting some sensations that were just different than anything I'd felt when I was laying in bed. Um, and I knew I didn't feel like it was like labor's here, but it felt like, Oh, this is definitely something different. And it feels like things are happening soon. Maybe things are brewing. And I told my husband and, and he, we both got really giddy. Like we both got really excited. He actually started shaking and I was like, Oh, you cannot be like that. <laughs> in labor like <laughs> calm you, down he was like. He was like shaking and he was like, "Oh my god," but excited, but yeah. I was like, "You need to be calmer because he's a very calm. He's like my rock in daily life." So I was kind of surprised by that reaction and for a second I was like, "Oh shit, is he going to be like a mess?" But he wasn't. Um, we got really excited and it was just this feeling of like, "Oh, we're having a baby soon." Um, which was fun and then the sensations went away when in my sleep. And then I woke up that Friday and had actually the best day of my pregnancy, like in terms of how I felt. Um, So as if you've listened to my story, you know, I had hyperemesis. And so every single morning was, the morning was always the worst for me. In my pregnancy, I would always wake up and I had to eat within like five minutes or else I was definitely going to puke. And I remember waking up that Friday and I didn't, because I always woke up nauseous and I didn't. And I was just like, I feel great. And so I went on to have just an amazing day. Um, mm. I went on like two different walks, um, which was a big deal for me because I didn't have a lot of energy. Um, I I made, I was feeling really crafty. So I went to Joanne Fabrics and bought things to make a spring wreath, which is a really <laughs> like not a thing I normally do. I felt like a grandma. I made myself a wreath. <laughs> awesome. I was just, <laughs> I think I like masturbated for a long time. I just had a really like, um, beautiful, just like Kim feeling good day, um, and I just felt good the whole day, which hadn't i mean really was the best I felt my whole pregnancy wow. i went out to I went out to dinner with my best friend, I stayed out until eleven p m which like normally oh, hey I so <laughs> normally, I was in bed by like nine thirty, so <laughs> was like you know, and you didn't, didn't throw up. up that day, did not throw up that day wow um and it was just i just felt so great and then saturday came along and so Jacob, my husband had finished this really big job that we'd been he finished it that friday and we'd been talking to the baby like wait until after the 22nd to come because um he needed to finish that job <laughs> so he could get paid for it and uh and then so i was still pregnant which was great he finished the job and we got to have a day just to ourselves which mm. we hadn't in a while so we had a really nice date day where we I was, you know, so huge and slow, but we went like out to eat and to like an art gallery and, and just had a really lovely day. Um, I was feeling sensations throughout that day, like, especially in the car, but I was very like, it didn't hurt. And I would just talk through it and it felt like very erratic. Like I'd feel something and then it'd be a little while and then it'd feel it again. Um, so we're just like living life. And um, the same thing through on Sunday too, like in the morning, we went out for breakfast and um, we went out to eat to eat a lot those two days. So we're like, good thing I had the baby <laughs> soon after because we would have ran out of money. We were just really into like living life. Um, so we went out to eat and then we came back Saturday night. Actually, we had started watching the Spider-Man, like into the Spideyverse movie or whatever, this, like animated movie that it was a very intense visual uh, movie and I started feeling really weird and like kind of dizzy during it. And so we stopped mm-hmm. it halfway through and then we decided to pick it back up on Sunday afternoon. So we started it around like four o'clock mm-hmm. and I noticed right away as we were watching it, the sensations were feeling pretty consistent. So I just started like looking up at the clock, not like I cared about time, but just because I was curious and I so noticed. Are, that it, are you saying that?
1: The Spider-Man series is another form of natural induction. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe it is. <laughs> I mean, it's very, it's a very intense. If you've seen that movie, it's like very visual no, I have stimulating. Not. Well, it's maybe, really you funny. know, super stimulating, but, but like fun. Also, I, I told some of my friends that I told them I watched it. They're like, I don't think I would suggest that to most women in early labor because it's really intense. Um, but I was into it. so yeah maybe that's a get things going um so just start I noticed that it was about every five minutes or so that I was having these sensations and um and so it was just the first time I was like oh it's it's more consistent but I finished the movie and it still was like I was talking through it occasionally I would feel like oh I need to breathe a little more like pay attention but it was but good just hanging out and then Jacob's like well like well, i make us a healthy dinner just in case like things. To, and I wanted to eat. I was craving some, ve- I don't remember, vegetables or something. Um And so he made me dinner. We ate dinner and still these are happening about every five minutes or so. And I'm still talking and just living my life. And then it's like 9 PM and and he was tired and he's like, maybe we should lay down and just see like try to get some rest just in case anything, things pick up. And I agreed with him and we, I'd kind of updated people that I had planned to, to update and said like, I don't know, we're just letting you know that this is happening, but no expectations. The storm and, is brewing. <laughs> yes, I definitely felt that. And so he laid down, I laid down and immediately was like, that doesn't feel good to lay down. So I just like tiptoed away and, um, was kind of just walking around and really just minutes passed and it started to get feel more intense, like the most intense I'd felt it. So I, I just had this feeling like it's time to, to light the candles on the birth altar. So I lit my candles and I had, um, a bundle of sage that a friend had given me that she had picked it from her garden and she had lit it for her, both of her two labors. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of special. And, um, and she's a, a mom who I lo- really look up to how she is as a mother. So I took that and I smudged every room in the house and outside a little bit. Aww. And um, and then I was about to start like putting my, I had battery operated candles that I was like, I'm going to, I want my candles up. So I was start, about to start putting them around the room when I had got a, a wave that like really took my breath away. And I was just like, nope, I need Jacob. <laughs> so I went back into the room, woke him up, got on all fours and was like, things are happening. And then from that point on, I just started moaning. (laughs) And, and it was basically like, from the moment I woke him up, I feel like I stepped onto like a speeding train. So this is, this is act two for me. (laughs) Like that was a big shift. It was just like, all of a sudden it was like, every two minutes or so. And I was just like, my eyes were closed. I entered this other zone. I was moaning. I was groaning. I was growling. I was on all fours. I was walking. I was like everywhere. I was just like working. <laughs> um, but it was really awesome. Like I, I really loved that part. I mean, it was, there was a lot of sensation and it was intense and I, I had to be very focused, but I remember feeling extremely connected to the baby throughout this part. Um, I just, I would just kind of in my head, like talking to the baby, like, what do you need me to do? And felt very like they were telling me and we were just really connected. Um, and at some point we called my friend, um, who is a doula and she came and I don't really remember her coming, but you know, then I felt her hand in my back and that was nice. And I was like shaking and I was on the bathroom and I was throwing up. And so you know, I've seen a lot of labors. So, and I, I was feeling all these things and, and started thinking in my head, Oh, women, I've seen like this things happen really fast. So I kind of think I got this little seed of a thought in my head, like, Oh, this baby is going to be here before the sun rises. Um, was, were you correct? Um, no, <laughs> yeah, okay, I was like, Oh, uh, welcome to the club. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> and that comes yep, into play in the next goes. act, <laughs> but you know, it just felt, it, it was like, well, and it's there. Well, I'll talk about this later as, a, and, as a, and like, we're it's, it's hopeful. <laughs> yes, definitely. And it was just like, Oh, I've seen, I've seen women, you know, it's like all these things when you start to, to go into that, like make it, try to make it textbook, like mm-hmm. the signs or whatever, it just doesn't work because it's not, it is not linear. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely the most hopeful, I I did think a lot about the idea of birth as a labyrinth. I remember thinking of that when I was in labor, because I would hit these moments, like I had these moments where I was like, oh, they're coming soon. And then like 10 minutes later or whatever, I mean, there's time is not a thing. Um, But then a little after that, I'd feel like I was back at the start. Mm -hmm. And then it would feel like I'm back deep in it. And then I'm like, out somewhere else like it was just psychedelic journey very not linear um and so that really came into play later for me things got mental but at this point I'm still very just like in in the heat of it and um and I remember even thinking like oh I'm good at this like kind of cocky like I was just like this like I could feel I could feel my body opening I could feel like things just happening. And I was like making out with my husband. I did not use my vibrator as I talked about (laughs) wanting to do. It didn't happen. And (laughs) you are good at this. And it sounds like birth hadn't decimated you yet. It had not decimated me yet. And that will happen later. (laughs) Um, But we're like, yeah, we're like making out and all the, someone else lit the candles. The candles were lit. I wanted the tub set up. So I asked for that. At one point, and um, I remember I got in the shower, and I th- and my friend, one of my friends, was holding water in my back, and then Jago came in and was like, "We ran out of hot water, probably because I was also using it." And uh, I got really sad because I was like, "Oh, that means no tub," and then I started to cry, and I was like. Cause I was really convinced, like, I'm going to get in this hub and have this baby. And then I, I, that was the first time I cried and was like, oh no, like everything's messed up everything's <laughs> of, of my vision. <laughs> and then I guess Jacob and one of my friends started boiling. We have this huge pot for brewing beer that a friend who was a brewer gave us like a five gallon pot and they started boiling water and they ended up boiling water all night. You know, it wouldn't be a home birth if that wasn't happening. I I know. And we were really expecting like a super high gas and water bill (laughs) because it was like 12 hours of boiling water, but it was okay. Um, And so I didn't, and all of this was just happening, you know, in the background because I had made it really clear with everyone that I had talked to about being at my birth that they were not to talk to me (laughs) unless I talked to them or if I asked for something, but I didn't really want any kind of like
1: earth chatter. (laughs) I wish no one would talk to me unless I talked to them first. <laughs> <In> <laughs> just in if, general- if only, <laughs> if only you could just have that oh, boundary all the time. That is a fantasy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it, but I will to give them credit; they were awesome the whole time at that. And everyone, you know, when they came, it was I would the best way I would describe everyone at my birth was blurry. And I think, and I know, you know, some women um, who free birth really feel called to be on their own or maybe just their partner. And I, I kind of thought maybe I would, but in the end, I actually really loved having the the people who were there around me and, um, and it was all women and two out of the three of them actually are have our birth workers, but I, I that didn't really matter because they didn't do anything really. I mean, they were just there, but for the most part, but I, um, I did feel, I liked having that support, that kind of circle around me. And also they, it was just really great to have people doing things in the background, like cleaning and getting me, I, I always wanted, I had, I ate a lot of different snacks. Like I would, I would be like, I want banana or give me oatmeal. And I would take like one bite and then never touch it. But
1: well, it sounds like you felt deeply cared for, and I how did. beautiful! And that yeah. is what every laboring mother, you know, should feel like. Unless she, you know, I actually think it's quite rare that women want to be truly, truly alone. And often, yeah. the women who choose to be alone, it's from a place of that they don't have the magical, respectful support. Um, Absolutely, you know, and so that you had this unicorn team that really listened to you and really respected your space and wasn't highly disruptive and was able to be blurry like you said is so beautiful
0: yeah i'm so grateful for them and, and i feel like really happy that i i thought put a lot of thought into who i wanted there and like I said, I, I talked to them a lot, and so I definitely would suggest doing that to anybody who's think who wants people at their but like just really be clear with yourself of what you want them to do, and because I think you know I've just heard stories of it going the other way, and um, I don't know. For me, that was I'm I'm really happy it turned out that way, but I did like put in that work, you know, to get it like that, um, and and I just have a lot, you know, those I felt very cared for, like you said. So, so yeah, that was a a really like awesome kind of blurry, just things happening time. I was in and out with, they did eventually get water in the tub, so I would go in it. But then when I'd go in the tub, the sensations would kind of be, they'd slow down, which felt nice to me. Like I'd get a break, but then I would feel like, no, I need it. I need to feel more. I need to get out. So I was, I was in and out. I was on the toilet a lot on all fours walking I was basically in almost every room of my house I would go outside but then I felt weird because I I was really pretty noisy throughout it all and it was the middle of the night and I felt like I shouldn't be like growling outside in the middle of the night just (laughs) to wake up my neighbors so I tried to be quiet out there but occasionally I'd go out and like look at the moon and then come back in um and uh so then I remember towards kind of the end of this act, I would say I wanted to be in a squat and I, I might've, my body might've been bearing down a little bit before this happened, I think, but, but I still didn't really feel like pushing didn't feel right. But I remember wanting to be in a squat. So we grabbed the squatty potty that we have and put like one of our couch pillows on it in retrospect, we probably should have covered up that pillow, but we didn't. We put just like a decorative pillow on top of a water body and I sat on it. And I was, as I was going through um, a contraction, I, I had to throw up, which I had already thrown up a couple times, but it was very different than the hyperemesis throwing up. This was like, felt good. It was like productive. Mm-hmm. It, it always felt productive. Yeah. Um, and I, I was throwing up and as I was throwing up, I felt a big gush of water and I remember thinking like maybe I'm peeing <laughs> but I don't think I'm peeing and after it ended I was like I feel like I have to pee so I'm pretty sure that wasn't pee <laughs> and so and I think I told them after it happened like pretty sure that something something opened up inside of me <laughs> because this pillow is decorative pillow from our couches now soaking wet <laughs> <laughs> so they like took it and And I think my husband smelled it and was like, that does not smell like pee. So (laughs) I don't think it was. And then I went and peed after that. So I was like, yeah, definitely my water broke because I wouldn't have had to pee still if I'd peed that much. Um, And so pretty much right after that happened, I felt a shift in my body and I felt like, okay, now, I mean, things just did feel different after that. Um, And I think I did start to feel a little bit like my body was kind of bearing down, but it was really light. And I remember thinking like, should I push or should I not push and, and really not knowing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would kind of try to sometimes, and then it didn't feel right. So I wouldn't. And that, but then it would be really intense if I didn't push. So I, that was, this is act three. (laughs) That was the start of me feeling very confused. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't know how long this period of time was. It was several hours. So, um, it was still nighttime, but it was like the night was starting to end. And I think I was aware. I think I saw the time. And, um, you know, as I said, I had felt really like, Oh, this baby is coming soon. And I really had wanted to wait for the fetal ejection reflex, but it wasn't happening. I wasn't feeling it. And so I started to feel like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> like, why, why am I not push? I, I don't know if I should I be pushing. Should I not? I don't know. Um, I kind of, I would put, I was sort of trying to check myself, like just feel like what I felt. So I would I would touch, put a finger inside and see. And I would feel like a firmness, but then like a, a soft tissue in front of it. So then I started to think, about your story <laughs> and which actually my doula friend called me out she was like this is Emily's story not your story that you're like but then I started to say to everyone like what if I'm pushing on the swollen cervix <laughs> wait and-
1: my, spo- my story is supposed to help people
0: not do that not <laughs> but <to> it may me <laughs> <do it> till- <laughs> No. I know. Well, <laughs> that's my thing, and it was funny when my friend was like, "Kim, that is not your story." And I mean, Plus, really... <laughs> there wasn't any swollen cervix. I know, and and which is spoiler, exactly was, what happened to me. Yeah, but... that was supposed to be the takeaway. <laughs> well, so this was really when I look back, I think of this act three as really when my my mind took over, and when and, and my birth worker mind because I started kind of you know, I have never seen um, a free birth to it's a, like all the way. Like I, I have been with people who intended to free birth, and ended up in the hospital. So I had never seen really truly like an undisturbed birth. I may mean, have seen some pretty hands off home births, but, but even not that many. So I started kind of uh, not pathologizing necessarily, but I, I would just kind of, I was like thinking a little bit more than I wish I had about births I had seen, but I didn't, but also I just felt like I have never seen anything like this. I don't know how to place this, you know? So I, I kind of, it was just, it was the mental wall that started to build and it was, it was getting taller and I was feeling more and more lost. Mm -hmm. Um, I started to feel like a ship lost at sea and I just like, didn't know which way is North and which way is South. And, um, that connection to my baby that I felt that I really had previously it went away and I, I didn't feel like anything was wrong with them. I never throughout my, the whole labor, never at any point did I actually think anything was wrong. It was more, I just kind of was it stuck oh in my, my head.
1: God. I so relate, yeah. but I
0: never felt, I never felt fear. I never felt like something's wrong with my baby, like nothing of that sort whatsoever, but I, I just felt disconnected. Like I felt lost. Um, and so I think around, I feel like it was around 530 in the morning. I was like, you know what, I want to call my friend who's a student midwife and have her come in and, ch- and check me because I, I had that story in my head that I'm pushing on a swollen cervix. And, and that I was like, that
1: Had come over with the Doppler.
0: Yeah, when I had asked her to. And she's very, you know, she she's not a licensed midwife and so and she's just a student, but also she's a friend of mine. And so I really trust her as a person like I mean, she was definitely not gonna do anything I didn't want her to do. And it was very um and we had talked a lot about like if I would call her and she'd kinda joked that if I called her it'd probably be because I was like about in transition or whatever, you know, like about to have a baby. Um, but so I decided I didn't call her, but someone, one of my friends did. And, um, <clears throat> she did, she came, I think a couple hours later, cause she lives far away and, um, and, and which was fine. I was still just doing my thing, but feeling, yeah, really like pushing and then not pushing and feeling a lot of, um, intense, I guess, I don't know if pain is the right word, but intensity in my lower abdomen. And it felt to me like, the baby's shoulders were really pushing into my abdomen. And so I would kind of hold it and push it back. That just felt intuitively good. But it was like, that was a really intense feeling. Like I, and I didn't like it. I was just kind of like, get out of there. <laughs> like, like don't do that. It, it hurts me. Um, I will like it. And so when my friend walked in, I was in the tub and she walked in and, and, I, and saw me. And I remember looking up and crying and being like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and that's what I said. And I said, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think she kind of laughed and was like, you're having a baby. And, uh, and, I, and I asked, like, I don't know anyone in the room. I, I remember saying, like, what day is it? The sun had risen at this point. It was like 9 a.m. And I, I think I said, what day is it? What, what's the date? And they told me. And I was like, am I going to have a baby today or do you think it'll be today? Because again, I was thinking about you in three days and I was like, holy shit, if this is for three days, I can't do it. Like this is because it was such an intense night. And I was like, I don't, I don't think that I can do three days (laughs) at that point. And, um, they laughed and, and one of my friends was like, yeah, like it definitely today. And, uh, and yeah, I just again, felt really lost. So I asked my friend and she, she didn't even say anything about checking me when she walked in, she just kind of like came and sat down and, and was like in the background. And I was like, Hey, check me please. So I like kind of made her, I, again, I was very in control, which was exactly what I wanted. So we went in to my room. Cause that's where I wanted to go. And, um, and it, I had, I was interested in what a cervical check would feel like, cause I've never had one. And I, I thought it would hurt. And I didn't, it didn't feel like anything, but I was fully open. So maybe that's why. (laughs) Um, and she was like, yep, like fully open. And, um, basically just the baby was up high still. Part of why it didn't
1: hurt was you wanted it. Yes. You were in your bedroom. You were with someone you trusted. I mean, yeah, and There's she was so like, many components to why that.
0: there were a lot of reasons, and she was very slow and she was talking through right. and she she used lube and like and she used my lube. That was like, it, was very like, yeah, it was really, um, very different, obviously, than it than most of the cervical checks that happen and extremely consensual. And I was running the show, um, and and I don't remember really what she said to me, but I just but it was clear to me like, and, like the baby's just high up, um. And in retrospect, when I, when I tell people about my birth, the way that I kind of explained this period of what was happening, I'm like, well, I'm a, my son is an Aries. Or, I I'm an Aries son. And so is my child. And I was like, well, it was just two Aries, like two Rams trying to work together. My body was like, let's do this open, ready to go. And my baby was like, no, I'm not, not yet. <laughs> and that's kind of how it felt to me. Like, for the uh, for several hours that it was just kind of like rams butting heads like it was just not happening
1: Um, so when she told you your cervix was complete and there was no swelling what that happens in your energy field after that
0: well I was I think I honestly knew that but it was like nice to be okay cool great like nothing you know I can keep going, but I still felt like, cause it was like, it was just like, oh, the baby's up high. I, it still felt very far away for me, like baby coming. And I, I still felt very frustrated. So mm. not a whole lot changed. Okay. Um, and I mean, I think it it was helpful. It was helpful to note like that it released that story that I had in my head right. that I was pushing on the swollen cervix. So that was great. Like that was gone. Um, But I kept like building these stories kind of, or I was, I was just still very in my head. And so then I guess I got back in the tub and I think one of my friends was like, why don't we leave you alone? Because it, it feels like maybe, because I kept apologizing. I was like just out. I was, I kind of had left like the labor zone, you know, and I was like apologizing to everyone that it was taking a long time. Oh, that's and, so sad. I know. And they were all like, why are you doing that? Yeah, <laughs> and like, I, stop it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I was just so, I was so lost and totally. um, I felt And it's just that's just the wall that I had to traverse, and so they all left. Jacob stayed with me, and I wanted him to get in the tub, and he got in in it with me. And then I started to sleep, so I would like fall asleep in between contractions, and I'd hear myself snore one time, and then wake up, (laughs) and (laughs) then be like, "Oh, like back in it," and then we just kind of went through that. I was just you know I was tired, normal stuff like so normal, yeah. So while I was in the tub, I started alone, like just with Jacob, but we weren't talking or anything. He was just there quiet. So we were quiet. And I got this, the, the word decimate, which, you know, you, I know Yolanda says that and you had said that to me. And I started to think about it. Like I got to let this decimate me. So I I remember very uh, viscerally that moment of being in the tub with my arms splayed out and laying back and just feeling like, fuck it like Mm -hmm. break me the fuck open like I think that's what (laughs) I said in my in my head I was like I I this has to end like I want to be done and that's really what the motivation was I just like I want to be done and I want this baby out of me um and you know it was very different energy than previously I had been like singing to the well I still was doing that I was like singing to them and and kind of uh yeah I just I wanted them out and so I uh I wanted friend to come back in, I think. And so I went back into my bed and I was like, kind of feeling myself. And I was like, I just don't feel any change. Like there's still a pie. And so I remember looking at one of my friends and being like, well, you just tell me something to do. Like, tell me some, I just needed some direction. And she was kind of like, I think she was like, well, like, what do you mean? But she just said, she just said like, well, like, why don't you try um, being on your hands and knees or laying on your side, which were two positions that, had previously felt good, but I'd stopped doing them because they were very intense. And I was just kind of like, okay, yes, like those, those are the ones that are going to like hurt more. I'm going to do it. Like I, I need this to break me open. So I went, I was on my bed and went on all fours and I'm, I've been, I started pushing a lot more at this point. Um, and I'm on all fours. And then I was just like, I'm going to my side. And I remember knowing that it was going to be very intense. And I had set in my head, you're going to stay for four contractions. I don't know why I did that, but I, that's what I felt like. I'd stay for four contractions, put a pillow between my legs. It was very intense. like It was definitely the most sensation that I felt throughout my labor. I remember that really well. But I was pushing at the same time. Pretty, just really like, oh, like full. I remember full body grunting, just like. I, yeah, I kind of felt like everything I got. And I started to feel something come out. And and I heard Jacob say something like, whoa. Um, and, <laughs> and then after the fourth one, I flipped over, I stood up and this is where I felt the most badass. I stood up on my bed, like on my feet and put my hands on the wall or by the window and just started like roaring into the window. And I think I remember thinking like, I remember looking outside and being like, okay, the light, it's light out. It's okay for me to be this loud.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Man, I (laughs) wish that we had, I wish someone had run outside and taken a photo of you from outside (laughs) in that window. I know. (laughs) That would be so amazing. (laughs) Because I was just like,
0: like, Mm -hmm. and pushing. And I felt, and I was like, what is this coming out of me? And I guess all my friends had come back. I didn't realize they were all in the corner. And uh, (laughs) someone said, like, oh, it's a piece of the sack. And a piece of the sack, like a perfect teardrop water balloon with water fluid in it was like hanging out of me and I fucking hated it like I was like yeah. tearing at it it was like I hate how this feels like get this out of me and uh so I was kind of pulling at it and I and I remember when my friend saying like I, I think I I think I kept I said again, like, when is this over? And one of my friends was like, I think the baby's head is nice. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I was just so considering like, that
1: you're naked, roaring in the window, pushing, I think <laughs> no.
0: close but to I But I was just, I would like come out of contract, of like course. after contractions, I, I would just kind of come to this place and be like, when am I done? Like, I yeah. felt kind of like a little girl in uh-huh. a way, like a child that was like, like, when's this done, mom? Mm-hmm. and uh, are we there yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> and in retrospect I feel like that's what my support people were really great for because I kept saying that like and they would be really encouraging and just be like you're doing it keep going and, and that's all they did you know and that's all they needed to do um and then so while I'm pushing I remember hearing someone say Jacob you should come back and I was like what he's not here like <laughs> I had my he back. went to the store. <laughs> I had my back to everybody. And I was like, what? And I was like, Jacob. I yelled. I was like, where is he? And later he told me his side of the story that he had realized it was happening soon and he had to pee really bad. I and he, so he... And he didn't, and he was just kind of like, I have to do it now because once the baby's here, I'm not going to pee. So he had run to pee and he's like, he said, he's like pushing with all his might that while I was pushing with all my might, like trying to get his pee out and he heard them call him back in. And cause I guess I think maybe the baby is crowning. I don't know, but the most stressful uh, pee of his life, <laughs> he said he didn't even get it all out. He just yeah. was like, came back in. But, uh, and that was funny. Cause I was just like, why are you not there? Like you're the totally. one person I want right there. But so he comes back and he's like kneeling behind me. And I put my, while i was standing up, I put a finger inside and now I felt definitely head and I felt fingers wiggle, which was really cool. I just felt three little fingers like moving. And that, then I think in that moment I was like, okay, I am almost done. <laughs> and Wait, I remember, where did you like, feel them wiggle? Just by the head, like there was, I think he He had his hand, yeah, Uh but I think it got pulled back in because when he came out, his head came out, but Uh he must have been, he had his hand by his face because I could just feel very, they were definitely fingers, (laughs) very distinctly like they wiggled at me, which was, and I remember, I don't think I, I didn't tell anyone I felt that until later, but it felt like a little message to me, like, like, hey, I'm here, I'm almost here, like you're doing it. Um, and I really needed it. Cause I kept getting into the space of like, I want to be done. Um, and I remember looking at the flowers in that moment too, and just kind of, and I think I said a little prayer to like nature. I had something that made sense to me at the time of just kind of like be with me, like give me all my strength. And then I went onto my knees, um, after I felt hit the fingers and, uh, And then I just pushed with Hmm. everything I had and the head came out and basically like a push. (laughs) And I still, I don't, I don't think I even realized that's what happened, but someone, and I think I said like, what have I done again? And my friend said, the head is out. (laughs) And, uh, and then it didn't feel good to do anything else. So I just waited. And so the head was out and Jacob was behind me and I'm just like breathing and I didn't really hear anything, uh, but there I, I do. I was told and I saw um, in the video that Jacob said, oh my God, they're so beautiful. (laughs) And one of my friends said when he said that, so the baby was just like blowing bubbles and hanging out of me. And Jacob's right there looking into their eyes. Hmm. And uh, my friend who had attended many births said that was the moment that broke her when he said, oh my God, they're so beautiful. Because she was just like, I've never seen a partner like say that or feel that about that. And so she said, she just started
1: sobbing in that moment
0: um, way
1: nicer than what my husband said. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, it has a face, but it does look like a gorilla.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My my best friend from childhood told me that, um, who was there that when his head was out, she thought that he looked like a cartoon ghost. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that was No, wow. she told me that like right after, like once things kind of settled, she was like, it was wow. so cool. She loved it. She was like, it looked like a cartoon ghost hanging out of you. It was really cool. <laughs> I was like, cool. I'm glad that's how you felt. Um, so we waited and, um, I didn't know at the time how much time passed, but later I was told it was about two minutes and then his body just flopped out. I didn't even push. Um, it just kind of flopped out and Jacob grabbed him and then, um, put him like under my knee and I kind of turned around and grabbed him right away. And, uh, I think I sat down. Well, I remember I think maybe the first thing I said was, "Oh, you have a penis because I saw I remember seeing as he was being put under my legs that he had a penis, and that was uh, how the genitalia was announced <laughs> because no one else had seen it, I guess, so just by me saying, "You have a penis and um, and then it was as soon as he's out, I was just like, "Hello, baby, hello, Hi, you're here Like it was just like everything else was gone, and I was suddenly like a child meeting their best friend mm-hmm. um, and was like, and I didn't cry i But I remember looking up as I was like you know kissing him and and looking at him and talking to him um and and I saw everybody in the room was sobbing, <laughs> and I think I said like you're all crying and I'm not crying and i I just felt very i like I was in a very different place mm-hmm. um I felt kind of high, but in a really good way and uh I am mean, just like it but it was funny to me that they were all crying and i but I liked it and and then I also, the other thing I said that I remember saying clearly was, oh, you look like your daddy. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. you look nothing. <laughs> yeah. and no. And then I think I said, like, you don't look anything like me. And I did all that work. <laughs> 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 and, so you, and he still doesn't look a lot like me, but that's okay. Um, he's got time. I, he's
1: only 10 weeks old.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll change. <laughs> but, um, and then everyone, I had asked everyone to be quiet. So they were crying, but um, they were quiet, crying silently in the corner and, and I had Jacob come. I was like, do you want to, I also remember saying like, do you want to touch him and kiss him? And so he came over and we're just both like touching him and kissing him. And he's like crying and moving around and coughing and looking great. And, uh, I think I occasionally would look up and be like, everything cool? And and my friends were like, Yeah, it looks great. And I was like, okay. And then back, which I was just kinda of, I just kind of needed that from like totally. an outside perspective. Like, I does he really look good? Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And and it which is funny that I asked because they're just like in the corner and they like, and
1: what are they like, looking <laughs> at? Like, yep, yeah, it's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they but all I needed was to hear like, yep, looks great. And I was totally. like, cool. Great, thanks. And so back at it. Um, and then they helped me kind of get situated into a more comfortable position and put him on my chest and trying to get him to latch on. Um, he didn't latch on immediately. It took a little bit more time, but he eventually did. And then the placenta I just kind of felt when it was time for it to come out. And one of my friends like grabbed a bucket and I asked her to kind of grab it. And I just kind of pushed and it came out and she like grabbed it and, uh, I think I touched it. I feel like I remember looking at it a little bit and then we just kept it in the bowl. And then, and then once the placenta was out, everybody left the room. I think the placenta came out after like 10 minutes. It was pretty fast, maybe 15. It wasn't that long though. Um, we're still in very much in the initial flow of like, just, you know, you're here. Um, and then they all left the room and we were alone and, um, with him and just kind of hung out and we called our families, did a brief FaceTime to just be like, here's the baby. Okay. Bye. (laughs) And, um, and they brought me food and we were hanging out for a while and then after that, um, after a few hours, I wanted to take a shower. So my friend, and I had talked about this in my dream, was to take the shower with her. And it was exactly like I dreamed. Aww. Like she got naked and got in the shower with me. We were both naked and she was washing me off. And mm. we were just like crying, happy Aww. tears. And, and she was like, you did it. And, like, it was very beautiful. And, um, my bed was like a massacre scene, (laughs) like so much blood everywhere. And so they helped us move. We moved to the guest bed, um, while everyone cleaned up. And so, um, then Jacob and I hung out with baby while they like washed our sheets. And, um, that was really nice to have people just like, they just did everything and the house was like clean when they left. And, uh, so nice. And then we we burned the cord about like five or six hours after he was born, and um, did said a little prayer and a thank you to the placenta and. Um, one of my friends had left by then but two of them were still there and they were I had wanted them to be involved so they helped like hold the candles and then we sang happy birthday after and blew out the candles (laughs) which was really sweet and (laughs) um and it just that just kind of spontaneously happened it was really cute I think someone started to sing and I was like oh this is nice and then another friend left, and then my my best friend from childhood was the last one to stay, and she she was amazing. She just like she was like, there's still more sheets to wash, and she like helped put the sheets back on the bed and um, made sure we were good before she left. And I think it was like 6 p.m., and it was like you should really go sleep. It's been almost 24 hours since you've slept, and so finally um, she. But it, I loved having her there, and then we were on our own, and I pretty much stayed in bed for a few weeks, so moving on to my postpartum, um, the first five days was just us. We didn't want any family to come for the, we just wanted, a, we were going to kind of decide what felt right to us in five days felt good. So um, we had occasional visitor, like friends that would come and bring us food, and but no one really stayed that long. Um, my birthday was three days after he, my son was born. Um, and uh, so my best friend came and brought me dinner. Um, I chose some dinner I wanted and, and that was kind of nice. And I, so the initial days I remember feeling like, like, whoa, intense. Um, more pain, well not pain. I, well, yeah, pain, I guess. My vagina felt crazy. Like it felt every time I laughed and coughed, I felt oh, yeah. like things were going to like fall out of me. Mm-hmm. And it was really weird. And peeing was like a whole thing. So I really... Did't get out of bed hardly at all because it was just it did not feel good and it was like too much work and so I think my on my birthday i I went out into the living room and that was like the first time I went out into the living room and that was three days after and only for a short time and then I was like, i gotta go back to bed yeah um so that felt right I really just stayed in bed after five days my my parents came and um and they were really wonderful help. My mom loves to clean she's like just it's like a hobby for her. So she just like got ready and cooked. So she's really ideal, like postpartum oh my support. God, can I have her come <laughs> to my house next time? She would, she like anytime she goes into anyone and, and she doesn't do it in like a mean way. Like she's definitely not judgmental. It's just that she, le- she likes to do it. So she'll just start doing it. It's great. Um, she was just here last week. My house is so clean right now. Um, and so, yeah, she just, they took care of us. And and Jacob was around for the whole first four weeks. Um, he he left maybe a handful of times to do a few things, but mostly he was around, not really working, which was really nice. Um, my parents were here and then his sister came and then his parents came. So the first four weeks we had pretty much most of the days we had someone here that was cooking for us and cleaning and just doing the dishes and laundry. And Mm -hmm. so we didn't really have to do that. Um, and then after about four weeks or so, I kind of wanted to start doing some of that. So I started to a little bit when it felt like I wanted, I, I kind of did feel a little stir crazy after four weeks. And, uh, and then at week five, we had the free birth society, (laughs) um, gathering at my house which was awesome. And I, and I felt really great in the moment. And then the next day I was like, Oh, I pushed it a little too oh, hard. <laughs>
1: really?
0: I, I didn't was tell you that, that weeks when we did that. No, I think he was five.
1: five. It was, oh. Yeah. It was,
0: but I, I mean, I had felt really good. So I felt like I was feeling good. And um, but you were like up
1: and standing.
0: I was, I was standing yeah. a lot. And so my, and my bleeding had mostly stopped, but then I started bleeding again. So the next day, but it was my fault I like could have been sending more than I was but I was so excited to like talk to everybody and yeah it was a really nice gathering so I have no regrets um but then it kind of hit it was like a a bump a little bump in my postpartum where it was like hey you have pushed it a bit too much which has happened a few times throughout Mm -hmm. these like I have since exercised a few times like gone on some bigger hikes and done yoga and um a couple of those times I had a little spotting. So I just kind of try to listen to my body when I notice that it's like, Oh, you know, you're still not fully healed. And, and you don't I'll know
1: like- till you know, right? Like it's, yeah, it's a learn. <laughs> it's not like you were standing at the gathering being like, I don't want to be standing or doing no. yoga. Like you, yeah, it's a, it's a weird postpartum healing is a weird thing. It
0: is weird. And and I had some frustration around it. Like I really wanted to be healed. So I didn't say this yet, but basically the the second he was out of me, my hyperemesis was gone. Like I immediately felt really good. I actually, in the first two days was like, I felt amazing because of all the hormones. I mean, even though peeing was hard and pooping was scary. And so my vagina felt like it was going to fall out every time I laughed. Other, I than four, all <laughs> other than all that, I felt great. <laughs> I felt like better, yeah, better totally. than I had, but that just shows you like how shitty the hyperemesis was because if like newly postpartum body felt better to me than, than my pregnant body is like, when I think about that, I'm just like, oh yeah, it was fucking rough. But, um, but I am so grateful. Like everything about the birth felt very liberating after that pregnancy because I was felt so debilitated and Mm -hmm. not like myself during pregnancy. And, and so as soon as, the baby was out of me, it was like, I came back into myself. And actually my best friend, I think when she came for my birthday, she said to me like, you know, I didn't really realize how not you, you were until like, I see that you're back now.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's what people say about like chronic pain, you know, like you become a different person when you're having to navigate a chronic physical, uncomfortable to painful condition. It totally yeah. makes sense.
0: It did actually make me, um, really think about my privilege. I actually did think a lot about people with chronic pain Yeah, and, and really like checked my privilege around that because it was like when your whole day becomes like about working around your condition. And that's what it really was with hyperemesis. I had to plan my whole, I always had to have food on me. I'm, there were all these little tricks and things Uh that I had come up with, like how I could, um, kind of cope with it and get, just get through the day. And, um, you know, I've never, I've never, I have, I'm able-bodied and I have that privilege and I've never Really had an experience like that, so it was really that was very humbling and eye-opening around that, and um, I still feel like I have a lot to learn um, around that. But it it did open a door for me that I was like, oh shit! <laughs> if not, you know, I need to think about this more. Because um, it's really how it felt, and yeah. So so actually, postpartum was um, healing of the pregnancy for me. So looking back at all the experience, definitely the pregnancy was the hardest. Um, I would, I said this many times to Jacob and I I still feel it. I would give birth 50 times in a row if it yeah. meant not being pregnant. <laughs> like the birth was way easier <laughs> than the pregnancy. And, um, And when I had to go to the hospital for fluids that time in my second trimester, I remember when we were going and it was just, I felt like I was dying when we were going in in Uh the car to the hospital. I remember saying, birth is definitely going to be easier than this. Uh I can confirm it was.
1: Uh (laughs) That
0: that experience was so much worse. Well, and it's so intense (laughs) because you can't get out of it. Yeah. You just have to
1: freaking deal. You can't opt out, which is the same theme with birth, obviously. It's like, it doesn't really matter. You Mm kind of have to just go through it and deal with it as best you can.
0: Yeah. But you know, that's going to end us. Right. Even when I felt the most lost and I was like, when is this over? When is this over? Mm -hmm. A part of me still knew like it was going to end. Of course. Um, And, you know, and, and I never felt like I needed any, like I, like I said, I never felt like I needed any outside help or anything. I knew that it was all me and I knew, that I had to do it, but I also had to go through those parts of like questioning myself and being like, you know, I would say things. Like, I definitely said during the parts where I was really challenging, like, I can't do this, or like, I totally get why people have epidurals. Like, I definitely said things like that. And I, and I do feel that, like, and that was true for me, but I, but I also had to push through it. And I am, and then I was so proud of myself that I did. And, you know, the, that feeling is truly like, uh, nothing else, like just getting through it and then seeing your baby and being like, I fucking did that myself. Nobody told me when, no one managed me, no one told me what to do, nothing happened to me. You know, I've been doing a few other like moms groups and, and connecting with other moms, which feels really good to me to do in postpartum and kind of in various places. And, uh, but I always feel not uncomfortable, but maybe a little bit. I will say I'm a little uncomfortable when, when there's birth story sharing. Like I was in a class, uh, I was doing this, like a fitness thing and, and we're sharing birth stories because everybody's stories are really sad. I, I, well, there's a lot of like people processing their trauma and talking about all the things that happened to them. And then when I tell my story, it's just so different, like so wildly different because everything from my pregnancy on was just like, nothing happened to me that was from another person, you know, is, it was all like just me. Um, and I sometimes feel, I don't know what the feelings are. They're really, compl- I feel a lot of feelings. I feel really sad and heartache for that women have the story. I don't know. But yeah. But
1: your story is critical in those spaces, you know, it because is, and- we can so quickly, uh, we are as a culture so quickly forgetting that choices like yours and stories like yours are even available. And so I hear you. I mean, obviously I hear trauma stories every freaking day. Yeah. And, and we have to have women who don't have trauma stories. And yeah. you have your own trauma stories from other parts of your life, yeah. right? Like and we all
0: do. But it's interesting. I noticed that I have I have this, t- I've started to say like, well, the traumatic part for me was the pregnancy. Like I have to justify, mm. like I didn't have a traumatic birth. So I have to say like, but I had trauma here, which is kind of weird, but I feel like I have to do that.
1: Would you, um, but would you classify your are is as trauma.
0: traumatic. No, it was difficult because I, I have experienced actual trauma. Like right. I have been sexually assaulted. That to me is, was a trauma and definitely not like that. But, um, but there are like, triggers like there are certain foods and certain things (laughs) (laughs) like bring me back and then I'm just like oh god I can't move yeah but it's not yeah not traumatic but definitely the uh, out of the whole journey so far the most difficult yeah um breastfeeding has been really lovely. I, am really grateful for, I haven't talked about that yet, but it was, it, you know, the first week was kind of like, what are we doing? <laughs> feeling very, and I did feel like I, and I had a lactation consultant come cause I was feeling again, very like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and then after she left and she was actually very hopeful. Um, but then after like that week, I kind of was like, all right, we just needed to figure some stuff out. And then once we did, we were fine. There are no issues um really and and that's kind of been a lot of it it's just kind of having these moments of like what am i doing this is a new thing i'm feeling really lost and then sometimes i reach out and ask somebody for help or sometimes i google things and then regret doing that or sometimes i ask um in a community or i ask someone else or sometimes so i don't ask anybody and i just like figure it out myself and then we figure it out and that's really been this whole <laughs> period of time is just kind of like figuring it out. Um, and then I remember the first 40 days coming to an end. So the first, like that's about six weeks and feeling very like still not healed. Um, you know, I know that's like the number that women are given, like, all right, you can go have sex and exercise and do all these things. And I wasn't ready for any of that at all at week six. And I'm still just now like starting to kind of feel ready and it's 10 weeks, but um, and still not uh, fully ready for all of for going back to like how I was before, with with exercise and sex specifically. But like, well, and I, you will never go back.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like it's you are different. forever changed. You're I'm young, forever changed. changed. Your body's forever changed. Your spirit's forever changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. No I problem. guess
0: by go back, I mean like inconsistency, or like you know, <laughs> or in doing it as many times as I did before, like yeah. <laughs> and especially with exercise. But um, I, yeah, in six weeks, I still felt really fuzzy. Um, and even though like I would describe my postpartum as, as really quite joyful, and I had a lot of support, and and pretty smooth overall. I had my breakdowns, of course. I cried of, over things and had a lot of hormonal sweeps and, um, challenges, but overall it was a really like lovely, fun time. It was a lot of fun times to it. Um, but uh, yeah, at six weeks, I was just like, wow, this is a, crazy that this is when women are told like, and go back to your life now. Like I was not, I'm not I ready. Women go back to work <laughs> at six weeks. I know. And I, I th- and I oh. did write a post about that on my Instagram. And I was just like, like, this is, I can't, yeah, I it's really heart, heartbreaking to think about that I can't imagine. So it was just let alone having to leave your baby. Um so I have I have left him we were talking about this before a couple times, a handful of times since he was born um, for two hours has been like the most time. Um, so definitely not a work day. <laughs> um, but in each time it's been for like, I had to to the dentist and I went to take yoga class, which felt really good. And I'm glad I did it. Or um, I went to the grocery store by myself one time because I wanted to. And each of those times I felt like, uh, at first, it was hard to leave, and then I left, and I was like, "I'm free, and it feels great." And uh, listening to loud music or whatever, just feeling a little bit like myself. And then, right at the two-hour mark, I'm like, totally. "I gotta go back to him." Yeah! <laughs> and every time I like walk back in the house, I'm like, he's probably going to be crying. I and know, I know. And, and he's fine. He's <laughs> fine. It's us that's a mess. <laughs> yeah. But I still don't feel ready to really leave him for more than a handful of hours. Well, no um, way. That's like biologically <laughs>
1: totally counterintuitive, you know, because yeah. he nurses – every couple hours. Right. Totally. So, so
0: I got to, and, and I'm like, I can feel my milk coming. Right. I'm like what? it's like, I got to go back. Um, and it's just crazy to me that I know that the larger culture does encourage women to like go, you know, I had a lot of clients who's like, their parents are like, go on a date or, you know, go do things by yourself. We'll watch the baby. And they're like, no, I don't want to. And right. Like come back <laughs> in a year, please. Come
1: yeah. Back. Babysit every fucking day when they're 12 months on, but not
0: yet. <laughs> Yeah, that's I have said that to like my family, like you'll get a lot more time with him later, I promise. Of <laughs> like there's definitely gonna be a day when I'm like, Can you please take him? I need like a lot more time to of myself. Of course. But, He's a newborn. <laughs> but right now, I don't, you know. But there's a lot of big contradictory feelings or paradoxical feelings that happen, which I know is normal and just those feelings of like You know, feeling like, oh my God, I, I just, if only I could like have some freedom, but then not really wanting the freedom. It's, it's kind of a funny, interesting way to feel. Um, I I guess you have to like
1: (laughs) redefine what freedom is.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And we found we find our little systems that work for us. And um, like sometimes Jacob will he stays up later than me, anyways. He's more of a night owl. So there's been times where he'll hold him in the couch like he'll be asleep and he'll hold him and while I sleep by myself for an hour or two and that it's really great and then I like we we co-sleep so it's nice to just like pull the covers up to my chin yeah <laughs> like right when, when the baby's <laughs> on the bed I'm like I love to do that even just if it's like five minutes or I'm just like huddle in there or I like spread out like a big x <laughs> I know um and that's kind of yeah where I'm at now at 10 weeks like feeling um, that like, I guess our normal is our things have kind of settled and I'm feeling like into our new normal. And, uh, and then, and I, I overall really love it. And there are definitely times where I feel lonely are definitely times when I feel a little lost still, or like, I'm just figuring things out, but overall I'm, I couldn't be happier being his mama. Um, I named him river Ramon, um, and. Uh, yeah I, I love being River's mom it's hmm. it's really just the greatest he's he's so beautiful and um just an amazing little creature <laughs> and you did it and I did it and I, I do still feel very proud I love thinking about my birth actually and I love I love that uh I, I'll walk into different rooms in my house and I'll get flashbacks mm-hmm. of like what like I'll <laughs> like walk in my kitchen and remember being like on the we have a little island thing that we put there and I remember like twerking at the island <laughs> like shaking my butt <laughs> or I'll remember like yeah standing in the bed and roaring out the window and it's so beautiful to have those moments and I'm and and those memories and I'm just so so profoundly grateful that I had that, that I made this choice that I had, you know, my life took me in this direction and that I was able to, and that it felt perfectly free to me because the whole time I was, I was making my decisions and I was autonomous and that was all I wanted. And no, I don't have any regrets about wanting to be checked or the Doppler or any of that stuff. It's like, because I wanted it. And, um, that's the whole point. Is that I, I chose to free birth because I wanted to have the birth that I want that I wanted, and mm-hmm. I wanted to feel like I was in control the whole time um, of my body. You know, right. I wasn't. Except I for I wasn't the part in where control. you were in control at all. <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> I feel like you have to say with an asterisk, like you're not actually in control. Yeah, But, yeah, no. totally. but there are ways that yes, I was mm-hmm. in control, and uh, and I did, and I got that. Mm-hmm. So so good I'm so proud of you so happy
1: thank you carrying this with everybody and you know so many people have followed your story and this will be really fun to put out there
0: and inspire many thank you all for following along with me it has been funny I have actually met some people in the community who had listened that I didn't know and like just in different places So like oh I know who you are like listening and it's so weird like get to feel like small like low-key famous it's just really- <laughs> This is really fun. It. But yeah. it's funny because I sometimes forget that I even did this. And so people will be like, Oh, yeah, I know your story. And I'm like, like how? how? do you know? <laughs> That's um, cute. But awesome. I actually I actually was pretty private about free birthing mm-hmm. in other spaces. So um, but I think now that I am through it, I feel a little more confident or just more like, okay, this totally. is what I did.
1: <laughs> totally. That makes perfect sense. So yeah, thanks for awesome. following along. <laughs> And this episode concludes season two, my friends. We will be back with season three before you know it. If you love this podcast, leave it a review on iTunes, join our private community, join our mailing list, buy our course, come to our retreats. You can find out all about the awesome stuff Free Birth Society is offering on our website, freebirthsociety.com. Until next season, thanks for listening.